What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to a second episode of Barely a Podcast, as announcements have just been made that the Chicago Bears' one and only Khalil Mack is now out for the season, placed on injury reserve with a foot injury. Jeff, your thoughts? Well, obviously, I want Mack to get healthy. I want him to be strong coming into next year. I don't think that the Bears had much of a playoff chance anyway. So just from that perspective, let's just start off with good thoughts towards Khalil Mack and his injury recovery. He's certainly an important part of this franchise. He's the face of the franchise, um, and he's been an important part of this defense since he got here. So I just want to put that out first. The second thing that goes through my mind is there's this is emblematic of a lot of things happening. There's some transitions here. Mack was the best player on this team for a number of years. You now have the conversation of maybe he's not the best player on the team. Maybe that belongs to Roquan Smith. Maybe Justin Fields is going to be stepping into that face of the franchise if he isn't already. And so you have a lot of interesting conversations to be had around the Khalil Mack Chicago Bears legacy piece of this as well. Absolutely. I mean, like you're saying, there's a brand name that comes with Khalil Mack. You see offensive coordinators pay attention to it. For crying out loud, there are not a lot of defensive linemen that you could run and uh, a defensive line stunt with DeAndre Houston Carson soaking an entire two linemen with Khalil Mack wheeling around him. But Mack draws those eyes that when the offensive tackle and usually it's that right guard see Mack stand up, they both set ready for whatever he's going to do. And then he wheeled around him. I mean, this is a big loss. It's a big loss from what Desai can do because Mac's able to draw those eyes. It's a big loss for the Bears because this is now his third season in a row where he struggled with injuries. This one being one where he's obviously going to miss some really significant time. But it definitely makes you wonder what they're going to do with Mac going forward. Because like you said, well wishes. I mean, he's in Chicago, if memory serves, for the next three seasons. And he's gotten restructured so often that... It's more than likely he will be in Chicago for quite some time. But what do you think about Mac as far as his future outlook? Do you think this, you, you talked about changeover. Do you think he's headed for further decline? Well, I think that's tough to say. I do think that he's, if that foot injury is something that continues to bother him and plague him, uh, you, you've seen, there is a history of really good players that have had their career shortened because of injuries like this. Uh, you think about the, Patrick Willis, who was on a Hall of Fame trajectory, he still might be in the Hall of Fame for, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, he, he retired very early because of a foot injury that he could just not get over. And obviously, having healthy feet, having healthy a lot of things, but having healthy <laughs> feet is pretty important for a rush linebacker. You know, we saw the issues with Robert Quinn last year where he was struggling with a foot injury and just how much better he's played this year after getting healthy. And so, you know, you just hope that he can come back because. You are financially, if you're the Chicago Bears, you are financially tied to him. Um, it would be very difficult to try to move a guy like Mac off of your off of your payroll. If you did, you'd be taking a hit and kind of admitting that you're rebuilding. And I'm not saying that that's a good idea or a bad idea, but now a guy that has had multiple years of injury, that trade value probably isn't what you would think it is. A lot of fans would probably be pretty disappointed in what kind of return you could get for a big name premier player like Mac, if you did try to play, if you did try to trade him. So in my opinion, I think we're looking at hope, hoping that Khalil Mack comes back healthy and can contribute to the 2022 defense. Absolutely. I mean, it's really all we can do, right? I think the other thing that gets lost in a lot of the Mac conversation, because 
A, he was having a very productive season. Six sacks in limited action across three, four, seven five, games, six. I think. Seven games, exactly. And that that's being very light on what happened to Tampa Bay, where he had one combined tackle, which shows how much he was playing there. But so six sacks, seven games, productive season. But at the same time, we've all watched him. It's not as if he... I don't want to say he's not the player he was, as if he's a shell of himself. It's more to say that there was this guy on the, at the time, Oakland Raiders that was tearing the league wide open. And I don't think we've seen that since 2018, but this foot injury doesn't help that. Even so, fair to say, he's the best run-stopping off, or like outside linebacker the Bears have on their team. And in the wake of his departure, you've seen San Francisco, you've seen Pittsburgh have some success on the ground. And I mean, also against the pass, obviously, that has come as Max has come at max expense. So at this point, I, I don't know. I don't want to be too doom and gloom, Jeff, about what this means about the 2021 season's future. But this is like watching your top general fall in battle. It's hard not to see this as the beginning of a transition period, kind of like you've been saying. And I feel like that could affect the the defense as a whole, certainly, but the team in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, you know, there are going to be some people that are going to say, well, whatever, Mac, and it's not that big of a deal. And, and I think that that is born out of he has a giant salary and they don't feel like he has been living up to the salary because right. of injury issues or or just you know box score scouting and saying he's not getting enough sacks for me to be happy with with how much money he's making but if you're watching the the game and how offenses attack the bears it's very different than when he's in the game to when he's not in the game uh generally the results are much worse when he's not in the game and so i think that's something that Bears fans are probably going to have to brace themselves for is that we could see more bad defensive performances in the, in the second half of the year. But I I think more than anything, you know, you want those blue chip players, those Queens on the chessboard, however you want to think of it, because that gives you more options. Mm -hmm. And right now, if the opposing teams don't necessarily have to fear a a Khalil Mack or uh, they don't have to game plan around him, they can, play more of their options in the offense, which makes it a little bit more difficult to defend. And so you remove multiple queens on the chessboard and you start to have uh, not as much ammunition to go after. And and Chandasai is really going to be stressed to see what he can do creatively to try to close the gap there. But I think it's a tough blow for just enjoying Chicago Bears games in the second half of the year. Yes. If there is one let's call it minute bright side to Khalil Mack's injury. It means a lot of developmental snaps for Travis Gibson. So sure. that's that's neat. We get to see what the defense looks like with Roquan as its best player. I know I am having to remind myself to wait for Eddie Jackson to come back, who's one of the only things that seem to make this Chicago defensive backcourt viable. So what does the defense look like with at least two defense or decent defensive backs and Roquan? I am actually pretty curious, but it's not that I think it's going to be crazy good. Like, they could use some, like, reinfusion of talent around them. I think we'd know that. But I think just to, like, put a final bow on it, Jeff, 
The hardest part for me about Mac's injury here and this loss really is what I feel like he means to the core of this team. It's almost a spiritual loss is what I keep coming back to it. Like you lost Khalil Mack and that may have meant more from an on-field perspective in 2018, whether it means pressures, whether it means sack numbers, whatever you want to say, but there is a brand name attitude of we just lost Khalil Mack. We lost the guy we paid $30 million. Like that's... That's a blow to the locker room that I know is dealing with a lot of injuries all over the place, and it is one thing to be positive. It's one thing to say early in the season, like, yeah, the the wins and losses, they don't matter. It's a developmental season anyways, but really this is a a bit of a sobering moment, I feel like, as we're headed into a game where Lamar Lamar Jackson is now practicing, looks like he'll play, which is good because we get to see Fields versus Lamar, but it may not be good (laughs) to see Lamar against a defense that isn't going to be getting reinforcements anytime soon. You know what I mean? When the Chicago Bears celebrated their 100-year anniversary, they gave away bobbleheads at every home game. They had two preseason and eight regular season home games, so 10 home games for the 10 decades that they've been around. And then they gave a special package to season ticket holders that had a George Hallis bobblehead representing the foundation of the Bears and a Khalil Mack bobblehead representing the present and future of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears knew what Khalil Mack was. He was the face of the franchise. That's how you put that person on a bobblehead. So this is an important person to this franchise. We're all very excited about Justin Fields to take that mantle eventually. But right now, best player on the team that is going to be active on Sunday is Roquan Smith. And the player that we all need to be excited about and continue to watch is Justin Fields. But that doesn't mean that Khalil Mack is any less important to this team um, because he's on IR. Yep. That's a great way to put it. As far as the effect on the season, we've hinted at it a little bit. Do you think this blow and this blow alone is a death blow to playoff chances, or have you already stopped thinking playoffs? I think it would have been incredibly difficult for them to make a legitimate playoff team. Now, maybe they could have won a couple games and backed into the seventh seed again, but I I had a hard time seeing with difficult opponents still on the schedule that they could make the playoffs, but it was, it was based on Justin Fields having a really strong second half and the defense coming back to life and and having some, some good games. I, I, it's very difficult to me to see the bears defense doing well without Mac there. I agree. Not to mention, I, you know what, Jeff, I'll risk incurring some blowback here. I Uh think that you talked about how Mac's injury kind of invokes a transition moment and I thought that the Bears let's be real had a a shot right an outside shot if they could beat a Lamarless Baltimore that maybe that illness was a little more affected him more than we would have uh, expected it to that that gave them a key win that meant that they could beat a Seattle team that can't find themselves find two wins against Minnesota lie or Detroit and New, New York fall in their favor and suddenly you've got eight wins that seven slot is going to be a very weird one this season but at the same time Jeff I feel like the Bears need a reset in the worst way Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Pace, I know that George McCaskey is, but even, like, at the coaching level, I think that there's more you could get out there, I think most Bears fans feel that way, and so there is part of me, just just a little, that I couldn't go on this podcast, Jeff, without saying, maybe this will work out for the better, because George Mm. McCaskey does seem to be 
pretty swayed by wins and losses, no matter who they are against. If you played a meat grinder season and lost 12 games, but you played hard, that wouldn't matter to George in a state or in a day in a uh, season where he's looking for progress. Maybe just maybe this is the uh, let's say the break that Minnesota needs to win two games against a team that I think they are, they have one win. Do they have one win against Nagy? Like the, the Vikings have struggled against Nagy's teams in the past. And maybe this puts them over the top. Maybe a scrappy giants team finds a way. I am never going to cheer for the bears to tank. I I think I did last year a little bit. So I guess I did at one (laughs) point, but without a first round pick, it doesn't matter. And with Justin Fields in tow, losing doesn't help them. But if this does invoke a wider sense of transition, that could help the bears both from the coaching perspective and the mindset of how they go about managing their resources. But I don't know. I don't. That's that's truly as bizarre and positive as I could be about Khalil Mack being out for the season because the Bears just lost the guy. You know. Well, let me just say this: as a fan, I really hope that he recovers because when he's healthy and playing well, there's just very few players that are better than him, and it's really fun to have a dominant edge defender on the Chicago Bears. It feels like he is meant to play for the Bears. At number 52, just looks great on him in, in navy and orange. I just want to see more of it. So um, we're, we're robbed of that for the second half of the year, but maybe uh, he's able to come back and, and get healthy and put together a really strong 2022 campaign. That's all we can hope for. And that, Jeff, is barely a podcast. Anything to plug? I know we've got Bears Over Beers and we've got Bears Banter that just dropped. And Bears Banter had Pat the Man Manly on it, didn't it? It did, uh, and obviously Zimmerman's doing excellent work with with interviews and Bears Over Beers. EJ and I have been uh, able to talk to a lot of fun people as well. We have Lindsay O.K., who's uh, a big Baltimore Ravens fan and covers the league, and so we had a conversation with her and her incredibly cute Pomeranian dog, so check that out. And, uh, yeah, and then T-Formation Conversation should be coming up here in the next few hours. You bet. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Barely a Podcast. Bear down.